I'm back. And amid the coronavirus situation going on, I got to have a over-the-phone interview with Rody Big, Cyril Langevin, and go over the unfortunate transfer situation that's going on at Rody. We have it all here, all for you, on Ballin' with B-Show. And welcome to a bonus edition of Ballin' with B-Show. As always, I'm your host, Gavin B-Show, and we'll be going through this whole offseason releasing these bonus episode additions to the podcast. And we're starting out with a bang as I got the chance to talk to Cyril Langevin over the phone and have a one-on-one interview. Here it is. I'd like to welcome in a forward senior who graduated last year for Rhode Island, 6'8", from East Orange, New Jersey. He averaged 10.1 points, 10.3 rebounds, and went 47% from the field in a senior campaign. I'd like to welcome in number 10, Cyril Langevin. Cyril, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. And when you came to Rhode, you came in at a great point of the program with Dan Hurley. Uh, you guys were looking to get to the NCAA tournament for the first time in a while. And you, as a freshman, you filled in spots here and there, you know, backed up to um, Karan Iverson and Hassan Martin. Uh, only averaged 3.2 points. We definitely got the experience. You had a great game, actually, in that last one uh, versus Oregon. I think you had around, like, 8 points and 10 rebounds. Did very well there, and you showed some light in those early years. And then the next year you played... You you guys had a great year, probably one of the greatest years in URI history. Uh, you guys were on that big win streak. Uh, you were backed up. You backed up Andre Barry, uh, who was you know, it was you know a little bit unknown who that guy would fill in, and uh, you backed up Andre Barry pretty uh, very well, averaged six point one points, and I thought um, when you guys got to Duke, uh, obviously a big team. You had, you know, Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter Jr. And, you know, we might see a little bit more of a two-forward action instead of the four-guard that you guys ran in your sophomore year. But that didn't really change and ended up to you guys losing. Not saying that I could do better than Dan Hurley. That guy was a great uh, great coach and great leader. Uh, but getting to that, after that year, you guys lost to Duke in the second round. Um, and then Dan Hurley left. When when you received that news, what was like the overall team feeling? It was just like, oh snap! Like he's really out. Like, but like we understood like there was nothing that we could do because once he went, had made up his mind, it was like his decision. But yeah, he was hurt. But we understand like the reason of it. You know, bigger program, and we understand what was going on. So we decided that me and Jeff decided that and Faz decided that we were going to stay only if Coach Cox had got the job and then Coach Cox got the job and they went from there. Well, definitely. I thought as a, you know, as an uh, avid fan that, you know, you can look at other guys, you know, a couple of coaches from other mid-major conferences were considered, but I'm thinking, looking back at it, um, if David Cox wasn't hired to head coach, the whole URI team might have not been there. Um, 
So glad David Koss got the got the job and a lot of speculations if he can fill in for Dan Hurley and fill that role. And of course his first season, you know, he didn't have, you know, the E. C. Matthews, the Jared Terrells, but he worked with you guys well. Um in a season where it was very up and down roller coaster your junior year, but you especially had a great year. I think um a, like one of the best forward productions in a while for Rhode Island since like the nineties. Uh, you averaged 14.7 points and 9.9 rebounds. Very close to averaging that double-double, but what what was it that really clicked for you, you think, in your game? Uh, I felt as though it was just my time to go out there and show what I could do. It was my opportunity. Coach Cos gave me the opportunity to just play basketball, and that's when I went out there and just, because I had nothing to prove to no one, so I went out there and just hooped. That's really it. <laughs> yeah, um, and it showed. You ended up, I think, getting second uh, team all-conference, kind of a snub there uh, last year, and and you did an all-defensive team, which was um, really cool to see as you you're, you have emphasis on that defensive side, you know, being big, physical, down low. Yeah. Um, and then coming into this year, kind of the same as last year, expectations not as big. People don't think Rhode Island can play, but – um, with the emergence of Fats Russell, who obviously did better than his sophomore year, you know, had a little slump, but picked it back up in his junior year. And personally, watching you play, I think that your junior year really helped you in your senior year, where you didn't really have a lot. I mean, you have Jermaine Harris as a freshman who's still learning, but you get, you know, experience, you know, carrying a team, getting 15, 16 points a game, 12, 13 rebounds. I think that gave you a little bit of motivation and a little bit of confidence that now you have the tools of like an Antoine Walker, Jermaine Harris is a little more mature, that maybe you don't have to do as much work, but you still have the experience of if you need to, you need to lead. Yeah. And you guys had a tough non-conference schedule, um, and you guys fared pretty well, especially, you know, I think one of the uh, a great game you had was uh, against PC where, you know, you brought all the energy, the fast break was working, you know, you're getting things good down low, and that's, you know, what people love. You have that, you know, bulldog mentality. Where does that come from? I mean, you, you love to play, you come tough, you come hard, and you don't stop. Where, where do you think that comes from? It's just having a mindset of saying that you know who you're playing against, you do scout and stuff, but are you really dialed in into the scout, like who you're guarding and stuff, so... I take that very seriously in my mind. And then on top of that, I just go out there and just outwork whoever is I feel as though have an upper hand on me. So I just go out there and just go harder. It's just having a motor. I mean, for sure. I mean, you look at the people you shut down this year. Um, one guy that I'm very impressed that you did well against was VCU's Marcus Santos Silva. I mean, he's proven to be an absolute beast in the A-10 and you held them to, I think, seven points and four points in both those games. So definitely right on that end. And then, so then after non-conference, you had that, you um, lost to Brown in Richmond. You, what was, like, if you can remember, the, like, kind of like vibe or what was going around after that loss to Richmond and you guys lost back-to-back, what needs to happen? It was just to the point we understood that we were too good to lose two games in a row and that's where we just clicked after Richmond lost 
and just went on the 10-game win streak, which was fun. But it's just showing that we matured in many ways on and off the court to have us go on that run. Yeah, and, and during that run, you guys beat some good teams. You beat VCU on the road and at home, which was a very highly anticipated matchup. And then you guys met Dayton. And this um, might be a stretch for you if you don't remember or not. It's all right. Um, what do you think, when you were planning, what was Cox's emphasis? What made Dayton so successful? What what gave you guys the most har- the hardest time against Dayton? Uh, I would just say they were just quicker to everything that we better to everything that we did, just quicker. Like even getting out and running, they were just quicker than us. When they got up the seventeen point lead, I felt as though we played them even throughout the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Once we scored our first basket, but it's just them getting out on a quick start. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's what they use all year. They propelled, I think, to a 26-2 and record, uh, number three in the nation. Unbelievable. They, they didn't lose a game in regulation. And I feel like the way you guys drew in the A-10 tournament, you wouldn't see them until the A-10 finals if you were to make it that far. And they would have to go through probably VCU and St. Louis. They would have been battle-tested. Um, same with you guys, but not nearly to the end that Dayton had. But then this whole coronavirus popped up. It was in the league. It was, you know, known around the U.S. Like, oh, it's a coronavirus. It's in China. But once, like, reports started coming out, you know, what could happen to the NCAA tournament? What could happen to this, uh, these conference tournaments? Um, the whole thing shifted. Everyone started panicking more. It was, it was crazy. And so you guys um, struggled a bit at the end, not going to lie. You guys played some good teams. Uh, St. Louis came in tough at home, which was a t- like you guys fought so hard against St. Louis, but that, you know, you guys got down in that um, down 11 nothing, and it was hard. Just like Dayton, you played them even if not better throughout, and it just those starts where many thought that if Ron could get off to a fast start, they could beat, you know, that St. Louis or Richmond or a, t- a good team in that conference, but you guys never got the chance as the coronavirus shut down all the tournaments. Um, yeah. What? When did you learn that the uh, A-10 tournament was canceled? I think it was it was definitely Friday before our first game. Uh, was it Friday? Yeah, I think it was Friday. But yeah, once Coach Cox brought us in and told us, like, damn. At first, we didn't think it was like, you know, it's going to be what it was, but once we seen uh, a Big East team play with no crowd, it was just like, and they stopped the game um, half halftime, I think. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, wow, it's really over. So then we just hopped on a bus like an hour later after he told us the, um, the news that everything got canceled. We hopped on a bus and we came back to Rhodey. Yeah, um, definitely, you know, upsetting time. You know, I had the tickets to go to Brooklyn, really excited. Um, and then the fans in, and the NBA canceled. And from then on, it kind of went downhill. But, yeah. you know, before we get into some, like, future questions, wh- like, what, for you, are you, like, what does the future hold for Cyril Lange if I'm playing basketball? Mm. Uh, you know, I'm just going to take it one day at a time and, you know, sit down with some agents and see what's up. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I know it's early. I just, yeah, 
is there is there a goal in mind to play professional anywhere? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I would most likely, most love and lovely try to get to the NBA. But obviously, if that don't work out, it's always you know a different option. Yeah, this I don't is... know what's uh, what's ahead of me. You know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, for real. Um, that yeah, that's something to live by. And so after that, you know, at you've been at Rhodes for four years, four very good years. Um, you guys did very well. What was your favorite moment? You were you would have to say at Rhodes. Favorite moment. Uh, to be honest, I have a lot of favorite moments. <laughs> I won't even the one on the on or off the court, off the court. Uh, I'll tell. Okay, I told the song off the court, but I'll, I'll tell you on the court, on the court. Switch it up. On the court, I would say against Richmond, when mm. we made it to the Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Was was that the, that the end? the um was that the fast break play? Touch the ground. Yeah, that was crazy. I love that play. I think I, I retweeted it. Yeah, during that stretch, you know, you guys were very good. And I, I would say that too. I mean, that play was crazy. And the announcer was going crazy. Um, and that was just a great atmosphere to be at. To see that up close was just an amazing play. It was like this team can really do it. And you guys showed you could, but just ran into a very tough Duke team. And another question I want to ask you is, you know, George, you played George Washington on the road. And what many fans were surprised about is you you got the ball on the the left wing and you decided to test out that jump shot and you switched to three. What did you just say? No one's guarding me. I'm just going to step up and shoot it. Yeah. I mean, like I can shoot the ball. Like, but obviously that's not my role. I'm out there to do whatever it takes to win. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So I leave that up to the guards and stuff like that, but I know what I could do. So, like, he was way far back. And, like, I mean, I just broke off the play and I just shot it because I know I can make this. Every day in practice we do contest shooting. Yeah. Which is, like, that basically you on the wing or something and someone closed out on you, but he didn't close out. So I just shot it. And it went in. I went crazy, I'll tell you that much. I was screaming in my house. Like, I think it was straight net, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Nothing but net. That's what I was like. I mean, that, that was just, that was just, you know. And, I, and plus, I got the highest percentage in school history. <laughs> I know, 50%, right? Yeah. Better than Jimmy Barron. Wow. <laughs> and that gave me a lot of threes. Um, And so... You know, with the whole quarantine thing, what have you been doing amid the coronavirus and all that, you know, stuff going on? Uh, me, I'm just staying out the way, you know. Mm-hmm. Just staying out the way. Staying healthy. Trying to stay, yeah, staying away from that. Just basically just staying in my comfort zone, and that's my room, mm-hmm. you know. Any TV shows or movies you're watching? Yeah, I'm watching. I actually just watched Peyton Full. It was mm-hmm. a good show, movie. Um, I'm just, you know, just watching TV and YouTube, yeah. watching different highlights and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But I love, like, I listen to music and stuff like that a lot, a lot of music and stuff yeah. like that. Well, Surreal, it was a great, it was great to have you on, uh, on the Ball and B Show podcast. Hope the future 
holds true um, that you can end up playing basketball wherever it is, you know, over the world. And just good luck to your future. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. And it was great to get Cyril on, you know, great player uh, for Rhode Island. I mean, the things he did uh, the past two years, he improved really so much and left a lasting impact at Rhode Island. Moving on to the hot topic that many are not that happy about are transfers, especially yesterday's uh, sad news when it comes to already starter Tyrese Martin announced he will enter the transfer portal. And that's just a heartbreaker to all Rhodey fans. Looking to be a Rhodey stud, A-10 first team, maybe a senior year. Uh, he's only going to be a junior this upcoming year. And wow, that was just a heartbreaker. My family was like, just like, how did this happen? And then also with the departure of Makai Long after the season, which also stinks too. He got, he played in all 30 games. He's about to get big-time minutes, and that will just keep going higher and higher uh, throughout his career. But he never got that opportunity as they transferred, which leaves Rhode Island with five spots left. And also with the rumors that Jermaine Harris could transfer as well, he posted something apparently on his Instagram. I didn't catch it. Uh, I didn't see it. it. Apparently it was deleted, thanking Rhodey fans, but I don't know. Uh Cox in the Providence Journal said how it was hard to re-recruit players because they're not at the campus anymore. So, like, you can't really talk to these players a lot because of the quarantine during coronavirus. So, I mean, we've lost a lot of players. We've lost, you know, key guy Makai Long, a really key guy in Tyrese Martin. It's a shame losing him. That's a big loss for Rhodey. That leaves us with five spots open, assuming uh, nothing happening so far with Jermaine Harris. So, with him, you have guard Fats Russell for next year. Guard Jeremy Shepard, who would be coming off his, uh, who would be eligible. Guard Ishmael Leggett, who would be a freshman. Combo guard Elijah Wood, who would be a freshman. Jermaine Harris at uh, forward. Antoine Walker at forward. DeVale Johnson, who will come. Uh, he's from Brooklyn, and he redshirted this year. And forward Jacob Toppin, leaving us with five open spots. Some good things to look out for for Rhode Island. The Makai and Mikel Mitchell transferring from Maryland, 6'10", 6'11", brothers. Uh, didn't have the best relationship with Mark Turgeon there. So hopefully they can get uh, those two. That would be huge for the program. A big get. And another guy looking to his grad transfer out of DePaul. I forget his first name. His last name is Gage. So looking at that too, if he can get that, lead these young guys, show them what it's about, that would be a good get too. So those are three guys. Maybe get another um, big, I'm pretty sure Norrence Berry. Uh, a guard is looking big into Rhodey. He's 6'3". Um, hopefully he can commit and maybe get someone like Chris Heron, who's transferring from BC, something along those lines to fill in that fifth, uh, fourth and fifth spots. So that's the outlook for Rhode Island. Of course, it's terrible to have Tyrese Martin leave, but it, it's just crazy. Hopefully Fast doesn't leave. Hopefully Jermaine Harris doesn't leave. Hopefully that's it. Because Rhode Island, you know, David Cox has a lot to prove after this coronavirus uh this whole coronavirus thing, he's got to go out and recruit like a champion. He's got to get some guys, get some key guys back to Rhode Island and bring the culture back. And that's going to be it for this podcast, this bonus edition podcast. Uh, I'll try to get a few more out there. If I can get any more interviews or any more, you know, breaking news for Rhodey, I'll, I'll shoot it out onto a podcast and we'll go from there. That's going to be it for me today. As always, Rhodey, Rhodey, Rhodey.